Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Hi, guys. It's Beth in my closet in North Carolina. How's it going? All right. How are you doing, Beth? I'm good. Um, school's over. I know. Thank goodness. <clears throat> yes. I could not be more excited. I'm the worst teacher ever. And we had our cute little kindergarten graduation. It's in a few minutes. And my daughter was, you know, I was telling her I'll be done. I'm going to record, but I'll be done in time for your graduation. And she was like, it's fine, mom. I'm just going to be in my room, like doing my makeup and getting my hair done, getting dressed. <laughs> I don't need you, mom. I can handle that. That's right. I ordered her a shirt. They had these little shirts that say I virtually graduated kindergarten. And she was like, oh yeah, that's cute. Can you please order me one size up so I can knot it? Because that's what I'm doing with my t-shirts now. <laughs> she has more style or knows more style than me. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I'm real jealous of her. She, she, she definitely is on point for sure. She's six, by the way, <laughs> for those of you who don't know. She's my six-year-old teenager. Yeah. Super sweet. Super I cute. I don't touch her hair. I don't pick her outfits out. None of it. Little Miss Independence. That's right. Yeah. Cinnamon nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now that we've mentioned that. <laughs> that story now. <laughs> um, when I was in high school, and my best friend in high school and I, I don't even remember who started it, but um, we used to sing the song by Kelly Clarkson, Miss Independence. And we thought the words were, what happened to my cinnamon nuts? <laughs> <laughs> and not really sure why. <laughs> well, you know what though? Since you told me that, it's ridiculous, first of all, because this song is called Miss Independence. And so it's just funny to me to think that you thought it never said that. You're like, why is this song called Miss Independence when she's just talking about snacks? <laughs> well, it's because I don't pay attention. I have never paid attention to the names of songs and I still don't. Like, I don't know that information. So I just clearly make up all my own words. <laughs> we think real funny things in high school. It's mm -hmm. that song, um, the Ariana Grande song, Thank You Next. Okay, so my nine-year-old thought it said bacon eggs. <laughs> That's even better. Bacon eggs. Bacon eggs. It does sound like that. <laughs> now I'm going to sing it that way. Just oh, like I totally do, yes. Yeah. It's hilarious. It was a real long time before we even corrected him. And then he started saying, you should play that song that you like to his sister. And she's like, what song? He's like, you know, the bacon egg song. Hey, Alexa, <laughs> play bacon eggs. Alexa's like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about. that one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's funny. It is. Oh, man. Well, are you ready to get into this? I am. Do you have a story for me today? You mean a crime story? I do. I need a, a crime story. I do. I do. I have a crime story. Um, it is, uh, this one is a bit different than the kinds of cases that we usually do because instead of the usual deceit and murder, 
we have a missing person case. And yeah. And we were also um, thankfully able to speak to the victim's sister to get some more information on it. So that was, that was nice. She was super nice lady. Um, So we'll be, yeah, we'll be hearing from her throughout. And there's also in this, to this day, we still have no evidence of murder or foul play. So she's just still missing. It's the case of Jody Lynn Newberry, who is a 54-year-old woman from Berglin, Michigan. And Jody attended the Mellon Jam in 2018 and disappeared and has never been seen since. The Mellon Jam is a annual indie music festival held in Ashland County, Wisconsin. And I don't know, I don't listen to indie music, but I did go to their Facebook page just to check it out. Um, And I did enjoy reading the details of their little festival. And so I wanted to read you what they wrote. Okay, good. Uh, It says, here we go again, everyone. Best little fest in the North Woods, 120 acres private property. Woods, waterfalls, trees, and trails. Dogs and kids welcome. Bad ones must be leashed. <laughs> Dogs are kids. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> what I thought when I what read that. What about the bad adults? <laughs> Truly. They probably should have leashed everyone. So it goes on a little bit more, but that was the funniest part of it. And also that they, they also found a menu for them. And it, the menu was made by Three Bitches Kitchen. <laughs> and they, you know, they had stuff like PB&J for a dollar, grilled cheese for a dollar fifty. So, you know, this is just like a small little Wisconsin festival, you know, just <laughs> cheap, you know, fun to go to. I think I read that it was like $45 for the weekend to go to listen to the music for all day, all three days or four days oh, wow. with camping, all that. That's but fun. Yeah, it does seem like a fun little thing to do. I didn't know any of the bands that were listed on their list with Red Red Ben and the Missing Miles. Oh, Missing Miles. <laughs> Scott Kirby. Anna Joe Banjo. <laughs> you know, oh, bands, that's a funny name. bands like that, which I've never heard of. They're but local, local bands. Right. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, still seems like a really neat little thing to do. Um, It's usually on Memorial Day weekend on that 120-acre private property on Gilgan Road in the town of Mellon. So hence the name Mellon Jam. That is such a cute name. I know. I like it. Mellon Jam, three bitches. (laughs) It's very... (laughs) Little festival. Yeah. So... You're going to tell me why I shouldn't write something. Right. Why you shouldn't. And also... Actually, since the events of this case occurred, they don't have it anymore. So, yeah, I um, learned about this case because my sister-in-law, Kim, shout out to Kim. She, um, she sent this to me telling me to look into it because she, um, her nephew, I think she said, used to go to this every year and then something happened and it just stopped happening. So started to look into it. There's not a whole lot of information on it. So, um but it's still an interesting case. Anyway, Mellon is a small town. Now, I know we always talk about small towns, but this one, according to the 2010 census, there were um, 731 residents. So 
Ooh, that's real tiny. Teeny, teeny, tiny town. And the Melon Jam, from all accounts, I think was attended by like 100 or less people. So the, even the festival wasn't huge. Can you really call that a festival? Because <laughs> you can call it whatever you want <clears throat> when you're done. It's a backyard barbecue in the yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. So this town is close to Lake Superior in northern Wisconsin. So we used to live in Wisconsin. Yes, we've lived Because you've everywhere. lived everywhere. <laughs> Pretty much. But we lived in central Wisconsin in a little town called Wausau. Well, we lived outside of Wausau, but that's the bigger city. And Mellon is about 140 miles from there, about 140 miles north of there, and about 140 miles also from Eau Claire, for those who needed a, a bigger city reference or a well-known point of reference. And this area there is a large, dense forest and extremely rough terrain. It actually borders Chequamagon Nicolette National Forest. Ooh, that's a tough word. It is. And thankfully, I said it right because I had my sister-in-law, Kim, send me an audio file of how to say it. <laughs> because what we do for accuracy, y'all. Yeah. I knew I was going to mess that one up, so I'm glad I got it right. Thanks, Kim. This particular year, the dates of the festival were Friday, May 25th to Sunday, May 28th. And according to multiple sources, on Tuesday, May 29th, 2018, if I didn't mention that, around 4.30 p.m., the Ashland Communications Center, which is basically just the Sheriff's Dispatch Center, received a call from Jody's sister, Melody. She explained that her sister had left on Thursday, May 24th, for the festival. The festival ended on Monday, and she's now concerned because Jody has not returned home or contacted any of the family which is unlike her. Hmm. Jody lives in Berglund, Michigan, which is about 60 miles east of Mellon, pretty much straight east. So not far, but she lives in Michigan Festival in Wisconsin. Okay. According to Melody, she drove her sister to her friend David Mills' house, which, by the way, his name in all of this was, <clears throat> excuse me, super hard to find. I... Anything that I saw, any articles that I read, only said Jody went with a male companion, and he was always referred to as male companion. And the only reason I found his name was by digging through Facebook posts on her missing page, and it had been mentioned somewhere in a comment. So it's just to me, it was weird that none of the articles stated who she had gone <clears throat> with. Right. So Melody drove Jody to Dave's house which was in Bessemer, Wisconsin. No, I'm sorry. It was in Bessemer, Michigan. And that's okay. about 25 miles west of Berglund. So going towards Wisconsin and towards the festival. And the sisters had an agreement that Melody would come get Jody if for any reason Jody wanted to leave at any point. You know, it wasn't that far. And if hmm. she was uncomfortable for any reason or if anything happened, she just, they said, I'll come get you. So okay. being smart, that's cool. Right, exactly. I mean, it seems like a normal sister thing to do. Right. Melody says that she texted her on Friday to confirm she had gotten to the festival safely, and Jody did confirm that. And then she Melody tried to call her on Saturday, but there was no answer. And then again on Sunday, again, no answer. And at some point, 
the calls were just going straight to voicemail. Ooh, that's a bad sign. Yeah, usually if my not. calls ever go straight to voicemail, call the police. <laughs> like it's never going to happen in real life unless you a wellness <laughs> check on me. Yes. Yeah. So let's chat a little bit about David J. Mills. He was friends with Jody for about 30 years. And oh, when that's a long time. Yeah. So it's not like it was like some, a new friend or a stranger that she was going with. She had been friends with him for a while. And when they first at, or when he was first asked about Jody's disappearance, he says he never even went to the festival. <laughs> so, okay, David, but Melody immediately calls him out on that because there's a picture of Jody and Dave at the festival listening to music. And there's a vendor at a Walmart that's was on the way to Melon that confirms seeing the two. They had stopped at this Walmart to get camping supplies and there was a vendor there that was selling Melon Jam gear and Jody had stopped to look at it and was like contemplating buying some stuff. So they know. So we know that Dave was with Jody, at least on the way to Melon Jam. Right. <laughs> and then Jody did confirm with her sister that she had made it. So at this point, Dave's like, all right, fine. I went. But then he kind of has several variations of when he saw her last or the stories that he has just changes a little bit. Not a whole lot, but just a little bit. And so Melody, she shows up at his house and is like, all right, where is my sister? And the first thing he says is, well, didn't you just pick her up on Friday? She's mm. like, um, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. Um, she said she got there Friday, but definitely did not pick her up on Friday. So then there are reports of him saying that the last time he saw her was at noon on Saturday and that they had gotten separated somehow. He well, says that. Then why would he think she got picked up on Friday? Right. So this is why it's like he gets called out and then he's like, oh, oh, right. Yeah, I was there. But <clears throat> so I don't know. Dave's, Dave's a little fishy to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He states that he last saw her by a river on Saturday. And then he also says in a different statement that his dog was there and he, the dog was dirty. So they went down to the river to clean him off. And then on the way back, Jody was behind him and he turned around at some point and she was gone. But okay. he didn't think anything of that because there was other campers around and he thought, well, maybe she just stopped to talk to campers, which sure, that seems totally plausible, except at what point do you start to worry when you think she's talking to campers, but then you don't see her for the rest of the weekend and you came yeah, together. For real. Like uh, they came together. Yeah. Like in the same tent and yes. Yes. Because then he also, at some point on one of the social media, <clears throat> I think the melon jams Facebook page, he started pleading on there. If anybody had seen her because melody was slipping out mm. rightly so and states he was camping with, Jody overnight and they were walking out from their remote campsite when she became lost while trailing behind him. So that's a different story than even it is. It's still similar that like she's walking behind him and I just don't know what happened to her. But again, I just can't get over the fact that you go somewhere with your friend. Fine. You get separated for a certain amount of time, but you still have to figure out where they are for the weekend. Like if you and I went camping and I trailed behind and started talking to somebody else, you just would forget about me for the whole rest of the weekend? Is that yeah, right? I mean, no. <laughs> no. Not. Sleep by myself in a tent in the woods? 
Right. <laughs> exactly. You're abandoning me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So are they romantic? Is that, a, um, uh, I don't think so. I haven't okay. heard that. Um, Melody didn't mention that when I spoke to her. Um, and uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything that would say that. So, but he definitely was questioned by police and I did speak to Melody about that. Okay. How did the police handle things with Dave when they questioned him and investigated him? How do you feel that they handled that? Because clearly it, it, there wasn't anything clear to me. That Well, well what is the hardest thing is we're in Michigan and it happened in Wisconsin. So Michigan police cannot touch it. Anything that has to be done has to go through the Wisconsin Sheriff's Department. So um, I do know that they questioned him and they took him up there to show them where they had camped and everything. But after that, I don't think they did enough to investigate him. Melody, I believe, is convinced that Dave knows more and that he is the key to figuring out what happened. And I, I'm pretty much on that same Oh, yes. Wagon. I agree with you, Melody. That's yeah. real sketch. Yeah. So now let's take a look at the searches that happened. Initially, there was a search conducted immediately, fairly immediately after the call came in, and they searched the property and the adjacent areas until 2 a.m. And then the next day, they expanded the search team to include Sawyer County Search and Rescue Canine Unit, which is human remains detection dogs. And they, the dogs definitely had showed interest in certain areas, but they didn't have hits on specific human remains. Okay. And Sawyer County was about 60 miles southwest of Mellon through that dense forest, from what I could tell on a map. And they were based in Hayward, which also side note, I a couple of years ago went to a wedding in Hayward for my husband's cousin. So was that the one where they wore those cute little overalls? Yes. Oh yes. my gosh, that's the cutest wedding. Yeah, it was it was cool. But at least I kind of have a point of reference now as to this area. That was right. really kind of the first point that I had. They also searched areas above and below cliff areas, because remember, this is a rough terrain, by Silver Creek, which when I looked on a map, it's a really teeny tiny creek. But it's long, but it's just a small creek. Where And there's extremely rough terrain there. And the search was also impeded by several beaver dams, which also, I'm clearly not a country girl and I don't know much about beaver dams, but I was like, didn't know why a beaver dam would impede searches. But when I looked at oh, pictures gosh. of them, they're these like huge mounds. Oh yeah. Yes. They're so I'm, yeah, yeah. Right. They block water. Even right. water can't get through. Yeah. yeah. I guess they have their purpose. So, so the next day they brought in the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources to come and blow out those dams so that it could allow the searchers to investigate. And they also had drone aircrafts doing aerial searches. Oh, wow. But basically came up with nothing. And police keep asking for the public's help because they said she basically has a three to four day head start on us and they don't know which direction. And it's a huge forest, national forest. So they have no idea which direction she goes in. She went in. So it's, you know, it, any kind of information, even a small detail would help them at least know the last known location and that, you know, 
could help them yeah. immensely. So they did have a ping from her phone that confirmed at least that she was in the area that weekend, but no one, no one again knows at what point they last saw her and which, you know, where she was <clears throat> at the festival. Did she leave her phone? Like is her phone and her stuff still in Dave's tent? Well, I know that I read um, somewhere that um, her, her belongings had, the rest of her belongings had eventually been sent back to Melody, but there was no phone. Her phone, Melody did confirm that her phone had never been found. So it was there, but then it disappeared. And they also, there's been no contact from her cell phone since, and they've checked credit card usage, nothing, no sightings for, of her on social media. It's like she just disappeared into thin air for, at this festival. That's crazy. I mean, she would have had to have left with someone, you would think, because if you're in the woods, you're not just going to walking in the woods. You're going right. to get in a car and go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, really you're trying to run away. I mean, you're not going to like <laughs> literally run. <laughs> <would>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you, if you were determined, you would, but <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's all very, very interesting that she, it was like out of vanished into thin air essentially. But so they had a report in Hurley, Wisconsin, which is about 25 miles west of Mellon and is kind of on the border of Michigan that possibly a sighting, but there's no surveillance and there was no videos that they had seen or, you know, to confirm that it was her or not. I don't, I don't think it was. And then apparently there was also, um, another sighting, which I hadn't read about, but Melody did mention to me, um, when I spoke to her and of another woman somewhere else that they thought might be her, but there was a picture. And I guess from the pictures, they didn't think it was her, mm. but on August 24th of 2018, so this is three months after she goes missing, an article states that the police have exhausted all leads and searches for Jody and that there is no evidence of foul play. And so mm. I asked Melody about the police investigation. It's like they don't tell us anything. Um, that picture they said that they wanted to know of who the lady was out on Madeline Island or whatever. Um, please come forward. And everybody was saying it was my sister. And um, from the picture, we didn't think it was her at all. But then months later, I read that the lady came forward and was identified, but they never, ever told us that. Or like they had, supposedly she was seen in Walmart after she disappeared, but they never let us look at the picture to see if it was her or not. Okay. And I just feel that, you know, I've, I've called and asked them to call me back and I don't get any calls back. Like, I haven't heard from them in months. Like, I just feel they think that maybe she up and walked away and that she'll just show up eventually someday. At this point, this is where I turn to Facebook because I, there's literally no articles. All the articles I find say exactly the same thing. So I turned to Facebook because Melody had created the page, Jody Lynn Newberry, where are you? And she posts fairly regularly for the past two years. And here I see posts about Jody's daughter turning 18, her dad becoming oh, ill. Kids. Yeah, her, her youngest was 16 when she went missing. Yeah, she has five kids and grandkids. Whoa. Mm -hmm. um, 
Melody gets married in the last two years, and then their father passes away in March of 2019. And all of these are posted on there, and all these things are happening since Jody's disappearance. So, you know, life does go on, but it's not it's not easy for the family. Yeah, they don't know. She's just gone. Right. Yeah. So, and I did talk to Melody about how they are doing now. How is your family doing right now with all of this? It's very tough. The not knowing is really affecting her kids. Her daughter graduated this year, or, well, with graduation. She's having a really hard time. And I know her her one son doesn't sleep well at night. Just the not knowing whether she's alive or dead really, really messes with everybody. Early on in the investigation, the family had heard several different rumors, one of which was that there was an accident involving drinking and drugs and that fear had caused those involved to cover it up. I was going to ask that if they knew that like everybody was partying at this festival and. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure it was, it's, it's Wisconsin. I'm sorry, but Wisconsin is like the, to me, anywhere I've lived, it is the biggest drinking state. Everybody is just drinking all the time. I, clearly, I don't know what Jody was doing. I can't say for sure, but, and she was a Michigan person. So, you know, but Wisconsiners, drinkers. <laughs> they, so, you know, it, it's completely plausible, especially, you know, at a music fest. And they have pled for people to come forward with, you know, anything that they know. Clearly, nothing. Did they interview the people that were at the festival? I mean, if it's a hundred or less people, it doesn't seem that cumbersome to find them. Right. And I am sure they have. But when I tell you it, it was hard to find information on this, it yeah. was hard. The, every single article said the same thing, literally. Went missing, was with a male companion, last seen Saturday at noon. Wow. That's literally everything that, which is why I turned to Facebook just to see what they were posting in her missing page. And so in September of 2018, there were human remains that were found in Toma, Wisconsin, which is 200 miles south. So it's quite a distance. And, but then in October, they confirmed that, well, it's not, it wasn't Jody. Mm. So then in late October, they did conduct another aerial search since the leaves had fallen. So they thought they'd be able to see better, I guess. But right. in my head, I'm thinking, but those leaves fell. So now those leaves are covering what is on the ground. Mm. So I don't know, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a search and rescue I'm part of a search and rescue team. So I don't know, maybe they did have some validity and due to that, but right. it, it confused me, but also they did another search because the hunters weren't there yet. Um, hunting season starts in November in Wisconsin. So mm -hmm. here too. Oh, no, oh, there you go. I'm, no idea if there is hunting here. So, um, Oh, I don't know. Well, Missouri, I'm sure does have hunting. Yeah, yes. Somewhere. <laughs> um, on October 15th though, Jamie Kloss, goes missing. And I don't know if you remember her story, but she was a 13-year-old from Barron, Wisconsin, which is about 115 miles southwest of where Jody went missing. And this was a huge case. You remember it? Um, maybe. Her entire family was murdered and she was taken. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think she was missing for like 80-something days, like almost 90 days. And so- remember that yes yeah this this was huge and I yes. this is where I think things go south for Jody's family 
because Jamie's case just took precedence and consumed news and media outlets because she's a 13-year-old girl that's gone missing and her entire family was murdered. So Right. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's why media kind of like was at a halt on Jody's case. Mm-hmm. This is just my opinion. So I, I then saw that Jody's family turned to the hunters because hunting season was starting November 17th. And so they asked the hunters to keep an eye out because clearly they're walking the grounds. They're really looking at things because they're looking for deer. They're being quiet. Mm-hmm. They're moving slowly. So they were just asked to keep an eye out for Jody or remains. Right. And there were remains found in that forest near the Ashland County line. But again, it's proven to not be Jody. Well, good grief. They found two bodies that just were like, had been there for however long. I tell you. Yeah. It, well, and they, there were I'll other, <laughs> they had also posted about other remains that had been found in several different locations. But to me, like it was just pointless to even mention those because they, they were nowhere near this. And at least this one was in the forest that they were oh, in, yeah. but they all ended up not being her, but you know, you grab, grab on onto anything that you can, like any kind of lead when you're looking for a missing loved one. But, um, so after this, basically there's just rumors and speculations that are posted, including reports of a cult in Michigan called the 12 tribes that caused the disappearance of a few people at multiple music festivals, apparently. Yeah. I don't know if any of this was, you know, confirmed or whatnot. I did briefly look them up. They are a real cult, but I don't, I don't know the validity of them causing other people to go missing. There was, when I was looking into this, another man that had gone missing and also Melody mentioned him when we were talking, but um, he went missing at a different festival in Michigan about a month after Jody went missing. And there have been reports that I've read briefly that he joined this cult, but essentially he kind of went missing the exact same way, like just disappeared without a trace from this music festival. So weird. Yeah. So, and one of the rumors, I mean, I'm sure there's many, but there was also one including the thoughts that maybe she had just walked away from her life. And Melody explains this. But clearly you guys know her best and know, you know, that if she's not contacting you, that there's something wrong and that's not her usual habit. No, not at all. She had like a brand new week old grandbaby that she's never seen. Oh, wow. So you wouldn't think she would, I don't know, walk away. I have one lady that tells me she walked away and that um, she, she knows where she is, but she made a promise and she can't tell us. And I'm like, how could you even do that? If you know something, you need to come forward. But then when you question her more, I just think she's looking for a little attention. So you don't think there's any validity to her story? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I sometimes I, you know, what? why does she keep saying that she knows something? And, and if you did know something, I've told her, I said, if my sister wanted to leave, then just ask her to call us and say, I'm okay. I don't want to be found. That's all. We would we just have to hear her voice, but there's never, ever been a phone call or she's never been spotted. Her phone's never been found. I don't even know how she would know this lady that supposedly thinks she knows where she is. 
Was this somebody that was at Melon Jam or just somebody in, that no, was in Michigan? Just somebody. Well, she lives in Wausau. Oh, lady. oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I don't know how she would have ever known my sister. And why would my sister confide in her out of the blue? You know, just there's so yeah, many interesting. things about the whole situation. In two years, you wouldn't pick right. up the call and a phone and even just want to hear somebody's voice but not say anything. You know, right? And never, you haven't had any calls like no, that. No, nothing. In September 2019, the Michigan Backcountry Search and Rescue got involved and they completed another search of the area. So we had had Wisconsin investigating and now Michigan went over to search this, this group went over to search, but again, came up with nothing. Melody has done an interview with the Vanish podcast in September of 2019, but I haven't seen, I actually went to see if I could listen to it, but I didn't see an episode posted and I did ask her and apparently they needed like two hours worth of um, information in order to do the show. And so it just never happened. Gracious. It's a long podcast. Yeah. So in December of 2019, she also contacted Datelines Missing in America in hopes that they would feature her case. So, I mean, that was only really like six months ago. So hmm. I, don't, I haven't seen anything yet. And in going through the Facebook page, the last two posts on that page, one was on May 17th of two, 2020. And that's where um, Jake Newberry, who is her, Jody's son, posted a $5,000 reward for any information that would lead to an arrest or a conviction. And yeah, then the, well, they're coming up on two years. Right. Yeah. At that point, they were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, they were coming up on two years. So he posted this uh, reward. And then the last one was May 26, which was the two year anniversary. And, you know, clearly you're posting that, you know, she, is sad that she's missing and misses her and um and is also posting about this reward and so i asked melody if there was anything that she wanted to tell or ask our listeners anybody out there knows anything if she's alive or if she's dead just please come forward contact the ashland sheriff's department contact me through messenger we just need to know if she's alive or dead so we can put our minds at ease that somebody has to know something. You just don't disappear without somebody knowing something. We just want someone to come forward. And like I said, if she's out there and she doesn't want to be found, please just pick up the phone, call us, say, I don't want to be found. We need to hear your voice. Otherwise, if somebody knows if follow play was involved, please come forward and put our minds at ease. Okay. So if anybody has any tips or knows anything about this, report anything to the Ashland County Sheriff's Office at 715-682-7023 or Crimestoppers at tipsubmit.com. Jody is described as a 54-year-old female. She's five foot three, 115 pounds, long brown hair, has several missing teeth and a skin tag on her nose. So if anybody has seen her or knows anything, please, please help this family get some closure on this. 
Yeah, that's so sad. Will you put that stuff in our show notes, like the yes. contact information and stuff? Yeah. Yep, and I'll be in show notes. I'll even probably put it in the social media posts on Instagram yeah. and stuff. Okay, good. And thank you, Melody, for talking to us. That's amazing, and it's so sad. Yes, yeah. Yes, thank you. And I do truly hope that her family gets some answers at some point. Yeah, and sad for the melon jam. I know, I know, yeah. Three bitches. Yeah, and, you know, it was good to see that they – they cared enough about what happened to do something and, you know, cancel it and not make it something that, you know, they're celebrating every year now. I feel like that probably is why they don't do it anymore. And they also have been very cooperative too with um, police and Melody. Yeah, it sounds like they've been searching their property all these times and, you know, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like super convenient for them. So that's right. good. So. That's sad. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. So that's all I got. You got anything for me? Well, um, as always, thank you guys for listening and um, we appreciate your support and your love. Keep it up. Go find us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can go to our website, crimesandclauses.com. You can send us an email at crimesandclauses at Gmail. We love these case suggestions. Shout out to Kim. Super cool. Um, these small town local cases get our blood flowing. We like to dig. So, um, but I do, I want to tell you about some friends that we have as well. Um, if you like the idea of two girlfriends chatting about true crime, we have a new podcast that you should check out called true crime dropouts. Our friends, Mary and Vanessa are two criminal justice dropouts and they actually bring you these crime cases from a somewhat legal perspective, which is interesting, but they're still super funny and relatable and we think you'll like them. So if you listen at the end of this episode, we'll play you their little trailer and you can hear more about them. And as always, remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hat in your closets. We'll see you next week, guys. Hi guys, we're Mary and Vanessa, the host of True Crime Dropouts. Join two best friends and former criminal justice majors as they pretend to know all things true crime. So sit down, grab a broom, drive, we really don't care, and give us a listen. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere really. And don't forget, stay in school, or you'll end up like us, degree list without that fabulous FBI job. <laughs>